Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our dinner parties are just beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and today we are reading this short story, The Dead, by James Joyce, who is dead, it turns out, and starting with this beer. Who brought this one? I did. It is called Troublesome, a wheat beer brewed with coriander and is a Leipzig-style gosa. Ooh, this uh, smells like... Uh... I, I do get a funk from it. Yeah. But not as much as I expected. It kind of smells like if uh, Budweiser got really funky, you know, like a light kind of pilsnery kind of beer. It tastes like almost nothing at all. It's really crisp. You know what? This is okay. Yeah. It smells like it's going to have something sour in it. But actually, you know what? I think it's fine. Though it has that coriander. It has that like very like... Um, oh, spicy. Spi- uh, not like, you know, spicy spice, but... Like peppery kind of more in that more realm. More like scary spice, yeah. Oh, don't, don't, mm. don't start it. If you want to be making Gauntlet puns has with been us, thrown down. <laughs> I don't like it, but I don't dislike it. It's just kind of meh. It's not offensive. I'm not. I'm not. It's kind of. If I got this, I was disappointed. Like this is it. Huh. I'd ra- I'd rather not like it than this. It tastes fine. It's it, pretty. It's, it's pretty basic. There's a little tartness to it, but not nearly as much as. It's almost I like it's almost like a weak tea. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. I guess it's like a, I don't know what a specific Leipzig style ghost. I'm is. getting apricot from it. I don't know what the fuck apricot tastes like, so I'll it's believe like a, you. It's like a peach with ambition. <laughs> it's a lofty peach. <laughs> wheat beer brewed with coriander. You normally get like a banana e flavor from wheat beers. I can see like kind of like a mm-hmm. pseudo-banana. So the dead. The dead. <laughs> is uh, a long-ass fucking short story. It's, it's the final story in the collection of stories collectively known as the Dubliners or Dubliners. Just, I think it, I don't think it's no, no, proper, no proper article. There's nothing proper Definitely article. Irish. I've read Dubliners many years ago, and I don't. I didn't remember this story in particular. I remember some of the other ones. It's well, the longest one. It is, and I didn't like it now, and uh, maybe consider that I probably didn't like it back then. Because some of the other stories I do remember, and they were kind of interesting. This one was kind the, of the, the one, the first one, where the guy molests two kids. No, no, I didn't like that one. <laughs> I don't know if that was the first one. Maybe yeah. it, was, it was at the beginning. I remember the one with like the dead priest, and the kid goes to see the dead priest. Yeah, and they, yeah. I mean, it's a, it, most of the stories are really short, and they're... they're all, it, they're it's like a little, collection of, like, slice-of-life stories, people going about their yeah, daily vin- existence vignettes. in Dublin. They're yeah. just like, here's a, this is what it looks like to do this for six this hours. Is what it is. This is what, yeah. it, what it is to be a Dubliner yep. in that time, whenever the fuck that was. 1800s? I don't know. I think it's early, early, early 1900s. 1900s. But I don't think the dead fits that criteria, because it's... Well, it's like the upper classes. Well, that's true. All right, so what happens in Society life. So it takes place during a... Dinner party. It's like a holiday party. It's like Christ- Christmas. Around Christmas time. It's like uh, it's, it's the end of the year. Twelfth night or something, probably. Right. It's like January sixth. What? Isn't it like the one night after Christmas? It's one of those. Yeah. It's, it's, epif- it's Epiphany. Oh, I don't know. I don't know these Catholic dates. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of dates with kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Epiphany. That's an awfully big word, son. <laughs> Almost as big as pedophile. So yeah. So I think that's what I've read. It takes place there. It's around that time. Yeah. The holidays. So it's a party. There's the main character who he's a writer and he edits or he does book reviews. He does book reviews in a newspaper. A newspaper. So anyway, and people shit on him for that. So Isn't well, this like a one girl, or a educated dude. I thought he was a professor or something. Well, they're all like upper class people. So you know, job is a loose term for them. They're like just you know uh, landed gentry or the fuck they are. You know what? Okay. It's, it's just you know they're society people who you know they do work and the women just exist to like. Intermarry families. Have parties. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's at this uh, Christmas slash epiphany party. 
And a girl there starts talking to him, and she's like, oh, you're the one that does those book reviews in that unionist newspaper. She calls him a West Britain. Yeah, West Britain. It's like a slur. Them's fighting words. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's why I brought this beer, because this is sort of like, could you call this time the Troubles? I mean, maybe, no. maybe not. But at the same time, it is definitely the same issues as Fuck, the Troubles. It was basically fuck England. Yeah. Well, because they still were under the heel of England. They were still like a colony. Yeah, I don't know if it's called. pre-independence. Well, I, I, think, I it's, think it's pre I think it's like 1910 or something like that. Don't so it would be an under, yeah, I, under I, British rule then. Yeah. 1916 was mm-hmm. war. And we're getting close. I, I think it was so earlier yeah. than that for some reason. So maybe they're getting some revolutionary feelings. Mm. Yeah. And basically this, this girl at the story is telling her, is telling him like, oh, you definitely should not be doing that. And he's like, I, I make you no money doing it. And it's like he has a... He, does it he just wants to write book he reviews. He does it vaguely, vague, uh, somewhat anonymously. She's like, who's GK or whatever yeah. his initials are? And he's like, what do you mean? It's like an open secret. Yeah. And he's like, I just really like... I don't even do it for the money. I just like the books. Kind of like this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and one of the other guys at the party we do it just always shows up and he's always trashed. And it's like a running joke. Just like this podcast. <laughs> and so in honor of him, this beer is called... Brewligans by Second Shift Brewing, a new brewery for us. This has a strange smell. It's an East Coast style yeah. India Pale Ale. Really? Because that is not what it smells like. The, like the Middle East, maybe. It smells <laughs> kind of like an old cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's nailing it with the smells today, <laughs> doesn't it? Though it smells a little ashy. This is a ringing endorsement. I don't smell cigarette. It tastes pretty good. I but there's like a slight, there's like a slight, like a smoky, ashy thing to it. That's weird as shit. There's a weird, a weird thing to it. Right? Yeah. It's a 6%. And it says, for a good time, call 314-325-GATO. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's not Jenny's number. Brulegans is a hazy East Coast alopia that features low bitterness, provides you with big citrusy aroma and flavor thanks to Syrah, Citra, Centennial, and Cascade Hops. The standards. Those are in, those are in everything. We brewed this beer in collaboration with the St. Luligans, the official fan club of the St. Louis Football Club. So okay. That's eleven guys. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the it's the team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one one of their moms. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there you go. This it's a soccer soccer beer. Oh, that's what the hooligan thing makes sense. Is that what you call it? Soccer douchebag. Soccer hooligans. Yeah. I don't like this at all. I'm sorry to say. No, nope, I don't really like it either. Sorry, dudes. Don't tell us what you thought of our podcast. Though. <laughs> All right, uh, so, so yeah, there's a trash party. guy like Freddie McMillan or whatever so, his name is. Someone with an M. The, the 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 first chunk of the story, like you know, the first seven eighths of the story, is just this party <laughs> yeah. that they're all at, and the cast of characters, and this guy is super worried. He's got to give a big speech after the dinner because that's like what people did back in the day for fun. They listen to a speech. Yeah, like a, yeah. And he was wondering the whole time, like, is this speech good enough, or like, is this speech too highbrow? Like, yeah. should, should I have this quote because will they understand this quote, or will they think that I'm a douchebag if I have this quote, or will they not? Will they worry if I don't have this quote? So it's really a lot of just hemming and hawing about giving a speech. And he's also annoying people. Like he, There's the lady who calls him a unionist, and then he pisses off the coat girl. Like yeah. He says something to her. I forgot exactly, but she's like, go fuck yourself in 1910 he, terms. He, he's like, here's a nickel. Yeah, he like, doesn't tip her. Like, he doesn't really understand that she's fucking poor. And he's just like, ooh. He's, he's, he's trying to help, but he's just completely unaware of how to interact with the poor. The poor. Yeah, he's a dope. He's a, he's a shithead. And then they do... Unlike our pores. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. He doesn't. They do an awful lot of listening to someone play the piano. 
That's like well, I mean, it's like every other fucking book from this time. It's like let's sit around and, like play card games for fifteen hours, or like let's see this person play us. They they have a, they have a lady who sings. There's a, like four different people play the piano. Yeah, and then some dude sings, and a lady sings. And he's like and the best. Waltz. He's the best singer in all of Ireland, or the best tenor, or some weird shit like that. Yeah, tenor. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to sing because he has a cold, and he's afraid that it will sound bad and people will judge him. But he's a bitch. Anyway, so the girl who is accusing him of being a unionist also she's an older woman. I think also I recommends you know. that he go he go somewhere. What, what, well, because he says like, I'm going. But, but anyway, on vacation. the my point is, is his wife is like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." Oh, Galway. And then Galway and reminds Galway. her of her Galway. No one says Galway. I'm just doing it now to annoy you. <laughs> and reminds her of this thing that's going to come back later in the end, which is really the point of the whole thing. Right, so she, he's like, oh, we should go to Galway. And he's like, no, no, definitely not Galway, sorry. Anyway, so uh, that's a thing. And he's like, no, I don't want to go there. And his wife is like, oh, maybe I would like to go. Well, go by yourself. That's a thing yeah. in the middle of the book. It's short but story. I can't go in also, my gentleman caller. she hears the man who sings well singing an old, That happens a little bit song. later. Yeah. So exactly just right when end, everybody's yeah. leaving the party, they're like waiting by the, by the door, by the stairs waiting or for something a handsome, like that. a handsome cab. And they hear... From upstairs, someone singing and playing the piano, and it's this one guy who didn't want to sing before. I forget his name. Oh, I, I, is I he the drunk Possibly. Dude? No, it's the it's the it's the best singer guy who didn't want to sing. Yeah, he's a bitch about it. Didn't want to like sing when his voice was not up to par. As and he's singing a very particular song, it's like old timey folk song, which is called <laughs> and I, "The British Have Murdered Our Poor." Is that one? Is that one? <laughs> the <laughs> Lass of Ogrim. I think you have to leave more letters out of that word. <laughs> yeah. A-U-G-H-R-I-M. It becomes almost Hebraic at a point. <laughs> anyway, the last... Anyway, and this may, and his wife suddenly becomes very sad, very wistful. And he's like, what's up? What, what is going on? We're going to this hotel, and I'm going to fuck you there. Yeah. I got yeah. a boner. On the way back the to the hotel, of a potato. he's the whole time just like, I can't wait to fuck my wife. But the whole time, she's giving him the silent treatment. Oh, she is. So we're we're giving ourselves this beer called Silent Treatment from Gun Hill Brewing Company. That's in the Bronx, right? And it is a double dry hopped IPA with Citra and Nelson hops. This is more what I'm used to in the IPA world. Yeah, this is nice. It's fine. And this is also cloudy and hazy-ish. Not very bitter. I don't know if it give you any of that cool information. It's eight percent. Jesus. Um, make life a declaration. I like this. This is nice. Yeah. This is a nice. I, I dig okay. it. Best of, best of the three for me today. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Brooligans. You really fucked up the curve. <laughs> all right. So then uh, his wife gives him the silent treatment, and she's all grumpy pants. And he's like, let me put you in a room where there's only yellow wallpaper. And Because uh, that, that was still cool then, right? Yeah, back then. But they get to their hotel, and uh, he's like, what is, what is the issue? He is. He is engorged. <laughs> He's ready to go, and he has not noticed that she is. Like, he he hasn't really noticed that she's like super depressed looking. I'm putting my shillelagh in you. Get ready. <laughs> anyway, and so she says, and then she starts talking about she about this some boy her that childhood. she used to know back in her childhood when she was living with her grandma um, back in Galway. Galway. That's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> Where Galway. the gals are. <laughs> yeah, it's that strip with all the lesbo bars, like the clam bake and the beaver dam. All right, so uh, he's instantly jealous. He's like, who the fuck was that guy? Yeah. 
except you know, much more polite and polite. a lilting oh. brogue. <laughs> you never, you never told me about this, this boy I love. Yeah, did you, did you like him? Did she, you love him? She was like, talking about like she a joined child. a convent. Yeah, and he came to like find her, and he was like waiting outside. So of he a was window. really sick before. Yeah, he was already he was a always a really sickly child. He was a he weak was little court. <laughs> yes, he was one of the McCourts. <laughs> this is a side story. And then he came to see her at the convent, and he was waiting outside of her window, and he got pneumonia, and then he died. Yeah, like a week later. Well, yeah, she that's left. kind of how it happened back then. Oh yeah, she felt bad ever since, and she and can't forget what his eyes looked like. And this husband is like, I can't believe I never knew this about my fucking wife. I don't understand how I failed to know something so important to her. And he begins to reflect upon the fact that we're all going to die and everything is just meaningless. And then it snows. And then it snows, yep. And the end. What the fuck? Yeah. Right? Like I've seen I was reading about this book and so and it's been said by some people this is the greatest short story written in the English language. I've heard that and I was like, You have got to be kidding me. That doesn't bode well for this month. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was definitely the best of the short stories that we've read, that so, we've far? read Why? so far. Why, though? I didn't think that. that was a little, I mean, it's also the longest, so it was closer to a real story. I, there I was, think... There was more, I guess there was more to it. I mean, I'm also biased a little bit, because I did, I did like Dubliners a lot. I thought it was very good. So, I mean, it's hard to see it as just, you know... Well, maybe you need to take it as part of the whole... Yeah, it's part of... I mean, they're, they are completely uninvolved, unrelated individual stories, but it's... The, it is a book of short stories. It's like a mosaic kind of thing? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it depicts you know, life in Ireland at the time. And it's, there's a lot to it. I don't know. It's definitely not like it didn't change. I don't know if it's the best short story ever written in English language by any means. I'm but. Just, just thinking of the ones that we've done recently. I, uh, I liked A Telltale Heart fucking shitload better. I liked yeah, me too. To Build a Fire better. I thought that mm-hmm. like, told the whole story and it was cool. Yeah. And it was about a dude and his dog the whole time. And I don't have to go home and be like, what this, the fuck this does one that definitely even mean? Makes, It definitely makes more sense... In the context of the larger Dubliners. But I think this is another one that you need a, a Sherpa for. You know, someone yeah, to break no, this shit down for definitely. you. I'm sure if someone broke it down and like really explained things. I don't know if there's a lot of like complex symbolism or some shit. I'm sure there's some. I think there's a ton. I think that's why this is a popular story. But it's, I think it's, I think there's definitely a lot more to it. Well, you know, here's the thing. If, if Joyce clearly is one of the, he's often considered one of the greatest writers in the English language of the 20th century at the very least, right? Like people, if not people ever. suck Finnegan's Wakes, Dick, and uh, Ulysses. And he didn't write much else besides that. He wrote uh, Portrait of the Artist. Yeah, that man. Dubliners and like a poem book and like maybe a play or something like that. And he, he really didn't produce a huge body of work. He was he, uh, purposeful in what he wrote. You know, so like I can't imagine in a book of short stories any of the details are super, superfluous. You know, I'm, I'm sure that there is a college class dedicated solely to Dubliners somewhere. So, for example, the part when they set up the tables, it's like and there's these two tables that they set up that are these squares and they're put back to back. I'm like, hmm. Well, there's this one previous thing where they're like, well. We're in Ireland, and you're siding with England. Like, is that part of this? And then lined up on the table, they des- he describes the food in like military terms. Like, they're lined up these two armies of food or something like that. He says, "Is that?" A, I'm a, sure there's a lot. Not an accident. There's a lot in there that requires you to know certain things about the people and the culture of the yeah, place. Maybe an annotated version of this would be, yeah, better. be like, "Oh, this is because this thing." Like, oh, okay, because I'm not going to know the, the the intricacies of you know English Irish relations in 1905 or some shit. No, I think, though, that this is a widely read short story because there is so much to it. Yeah. And I think it's, unlike many other things that in my career as an English student, you know, in high school and college classes, where I'm like, you're just making shit up now, professor. There probably is meaning to those things. It's not, it's not viewed through a lens. Oh, fuck it's that. It's just, this, this means something. We just don't, we don't have the context to know what it means. Yeah, so if you... It's not something we grew up with or you, if, yeah. get. 
if you spend a lot of time with the story, I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff you can milk out of it, wring out of it, and, and you do. That might be why it's considered a great story. That it's it's really rich. It's definitely it's definitely got a lot happening. So so what are the? I mean, the themes are like. Um, well, there's like the living and the dead, and there's like things about like tradition. Because he get, in his speech, he goes on and on about how the older generation of Irish were so accommodating and gracious to guests, and and yeah, now they don't do it's that anymore. A lot anymore. about generational stuff. And so like, like a generation, the new the new Irish, the new people, and what they're yeah. like, and how they're not like us. And yeah, they're not. Like it's that. a lost art kind of thing. The high society, you know, manners and high society yeah. is not a thing anymore. And then uh, the obviously the thing about the living in the dead ties into that to some degree, I'm sure. And then also like the fleeting, futile existence that we have is really depressing. I don't thing. know if it's like a theme, but also like the guy spends all this time obsessing about his speech, and you know he kills it too. How, it's a great how, speech. They love he it. kills it, and everyone loves it. And you know it's just in the end, it's superficial bullshit because he's realizing that his wife had this whole other life he never knew about. She was a fucking nun. And her best, the guy she loved, died. And he's realizing, like, shit, what, what the fuck is going on? I'm, I'm not, supposed to be smart? Yeah. I'm supposed to be, like, the cool guy who knows things. And I did not know this about the person I share my life with. Yeah. Well, that's depressing as hell. Yeah, well, it's an Irish book. It's going to be depressing as hell. <laughs> it's kind of what they do. Hmm. My people. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Nate? I like what you guys said. Cool. Yeah. Well, you, I well, feel smarter. Clearly, we weren't drunk enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on the Twitters at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this far and you haven't already done so, please uh, leave us a review on whatever service you're doing, uh, listening on. And just round up to five stars. And if you have left us a review, create a new account and leave us a second review, please. And tell and your third. mother to do it, too. Yeah. And it, 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 uh, it helps us to get free things. So far, we've gotten very few. But we're always looking for more. Yes. And we are now a member of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So check them out, too. Thanks for listening. <laughs>